Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another episode of Spotlight on Serious Decisions. And this time I have with me Matt Senator, who's Service Director for ABM at Serious Decisions. Welcome, Matt. Thanks. Good to be here, Kim. And we've spoken before, um, over the last uh, couple of years, I guess, about topics which are always seem to be at the front of minds of B2B marketers. And in particular today, we're talking about ABM, we're talking about the alignment of ABM and sales technology, mm -hmm. and we're doing that in the context of the Serious Decisions Demand Unit Waterfall. Now, a lot of people will already understand the basics of the waterfall, but in case any listeners don't, maybe you could just take us through that from the top. Happy to do that, Kim. What's, what's really interesting, and I think where B2B organizations have gone wrong in many, many years, it's been a us versus them mentality. And let me explain that, what, what I mean by that. And then ultimately I'll come back to the Dominion of Waterfall. Yeah. But the situation is, um, imagine you're in a boardroom, right, doing a QBR, and marketing says all of our KPIs uh, are green. We've delivered uh, uh, you know, an increasing amount of leads. And then sales presents their story, and unfortunately their KPIs are maybe yellow. Maybe their opportunities, mm -hmm. their pipeline, their closed revenue isn't what they anticipated it to be. Um, and maybe it's not looking great for the next quarter either. So marketing over here is saying, listen, we've got some really good stuff happening. We're passing stuff over to sales. I don't know what they're doing with it. Sales is saying, listen, the stuff you're giving us is junk. That's why we're not there. And so the reality is, is that the introduction of the demand unit waterfall is um, essentially a, an approved demand management process and measurement construct to allow marketing and sales be more aligned. And it starts at the very beginning in target demand. And it's where marketing and sales are essentially saying, these are the key markets that we need to go after, and here are the right types of accounts in which we think we can have success in. So now we're starting with a really focused um, initiative around key accounts that ultimately are going to be the right types of companies that have the right fit to buy, as an example. From target, we get into active demand. And active demand is all about identifying which of those companies that are the right fit might be in market, right? And so marketing mm -hmm. sales are really involved collectively and collaborating here to identify right types of accounts, who's in market, and depending on the degree of, of, uh, of interest, let's say, marketing and sales will then engage and prioritize and qualify all the way through to close deals. And so marketing now in this new demand unit waterfall doesn't care so much about leads. We really care about focusing on the right accounts, getting opportunities into that pipeline, and then ultimately closing through to close business. I get, I get the idea. So in other words, marketing isn't just responsible for getting a bunch of leads and dumping them on sales exactly. and sales figures out what to do with them. Exactly. Here you've got a process where both teams are on the same page, it's agreed, it's approved, and it kind of flows through these many stages. Precisely, Kim, and I think the other thing is that marketing isn't just doing work to fill the top of the funnel, right? right. Marketing is doing things all throughout the entirety in terms of continuous nurture, in terms of sales enablement material to help get deals unstuck in pipeline and across the finish line. So marketing in ABM has responsibility with sales from the top all the way down to the bottom. And that's a real change of concept. I'm glad you mentioned the funnel because we're getting away from the idea that you, you throw the leads on the top and then good luck with what happens after <laughs> that. We're talking about involvement of both teams at each stage. Absolutely, yeah. Now, that brings us on to the question of technology, of course. You have to get your technologies aligned. You have to get your data aligned. Give us, give us some overview of that. Yeah, so I think the introduction of the, the new Dominion of Waterfall and some of the key stages at the top of this are brand new introductions. 
And that's because the rise of data and the rise of technology is really allowing us to do that. So for example, if you think about sales intelligence tools, predictive analytics tools, mm -hmm. right? Uh, using AI, if you think about intent data monitoring, it now allows us to do a much, much better job of taking guesswork out of where we fish, what we need to say, who's in, or who's in market, what we need to say, etc. And we didn't have those types of capabilities before. Um, so it's allowing us to do a much better job of, of delivering that focus and that precision um, as you begin the, the engagement. I think as you for you know, as you get through the later stages, mm -hmm. you start introducing additional technologies like dialers, for example, or sales orchestration, okay. and even marketing automation, um, web personalization. You now are able to have meaningful outreach that's driven on insights, right? AI-driven mm -hmm. content, AI-driven personalization, right? So now we can begin to deliver more meaningful buying experiences because of all this technology. And it seems to be another thing you're, you're stepping away from, as well as stepping away from the classic funnel, is the idea that what you do in advance is map out a customer journey. In mm -hmm. other words, you know where this customer's going to start, and this is where they should go. But if you're, if you're able to intervene at each stage by understanding their intent at that stage, where they are, and able to deliver personalized content, it sounds to me like you have a much more flexible, yeah. responsive uh, route for the yeah. customer rather than a pre-plotted Well, journey. you know, as marketers, 10 years ago, when with the rise of marketing automation, we built these if-this-then-that rule-based <laughs> yes. right, uh, experience. But what we realize, and our data suggests, is that buying journeys are not necessarily linear, and they change, and there's different people involved in different stages. So now, with the rise of a lot of these technologies, some that I mentioned before, it allows us to do a better job of really understanding what is happening in that buyer's journey. You know, stuff that, that people, that buyers are doing outside of our properties, right? They're, they're going to watering holes that we have no, not historically been able to see right. and see what they're doing or the, the um, intensity of those and bringing those signals in and now modifying our outreach because it isn't linear. We can't assume that they're going to go from this piece of content in the beginning stage to this piece of content to then middle stage with, with this and then sales outreach. That's not how buyers work. I mean, you can have a starting point, mm. but the reality is, is we need to be fluid, we need to be agile, and we need to adapt. And the advantage of being in a digital environment is that you know so much more about what people are doing, what they're looking at, what they're reading, what they're yeah. downloading. Yeah. I mean, you know, knowing yeah. that this buyer is um, researching all of these topics and this degree of frequency and researching all of our competitors, <laughs> right. now, I, you know, that certainly is going to be a lot more indicating of something happening than, um, you know, a contact that might fill out a form for a webinar, right? There's nothing yes. else from happening within that account. If there are no other contacts that ladder back up to that account demonstrating activity, that, that's what we would consider maybe a false positive. Okay. So instead of sales saying, listen, you go call this person that downloaded this, I, this remote you know, one piece of uh, a white paper or subscribe to, to listen in a webinar, if I understand that you know, four or five or six or ten other people are within an account or performing some activities and maybe that hasn't been explicitly on my page, it still gives me an opportunity to understand that there's something happening here and I want to reach out, whether that's using display advertising, whether that's a SDR outreach, a phone call, mm -hmm. um, you know, di different tactics certainly can be applied. 
And it, uh, I know Serious Decisions is, um, is neutral when it comes to you know, specific technologies, but it seems to me that the sales and marketing teams need to share an understanding of what's happening, especially with important persons within these accounts. So you need some common tech technological resources. I mean, can you talk about that generically? Well, you know, I, I think um, from a core technology perspective, the things that we see in tech stacks today are really utilized and are critical. Mm -hmm. So things, of course, like your your Salesforce automation, your SFA, some people call them CRM, those systems, mm -hmm. critical, and of course, your, your marketing automation. Um, but what I'd say is when you start thinking about where B2B is moving, there are so many more emerging categories of yeah. technology. Things like, again, predictive, things like uh, uh, intent, um, things like sales intelligence, uh, gamification technologies. Bottom line is, is that just because you have these emerging technologies doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the panacea to, to build marketing and sales alignment. And so what we espouse at Serious Decisions is to take a step back, is to understand where you are in your journey, right? What are the specific business objectives you're trying to accomplish, right? Are you going after net new acquisition of thousands of accounts? Are you trying to grow or retain customers? What are the specific requirements you have as a marketer and as a sales leader, right, as you perform your duties, and then connecting that to the right types of technologies, right, and say, okay, I'm not going to go chase... Uh, yeah, um, intent data monitoring because it's, you know, the talk in B2B if you don't have an interest today of who's in market, right, as an mm -hmm. example. Um, the last thing I'd say about this is that marketing and sales should not be off trying to select the right technologies in isolation. Okay, yeah. Right. So the two of them together, right, have to think about what are those shared requirements and make sure that we're evaluating providers in the same way, right? Together, uh, you know, across the table from vendors. Because what we don't want to have happen is marketing make a large investment and sales say, "Listen, we weren't part of that. We're not going to. We're not going to operationalize that. Right. Good luck." That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, rather than just producing the demand unit waterfall and saying to your clients, "Good luck with that," what, what in practical terms do you do to help them to understand it, to apply it to their businesses, and to know how it's going to work for them? I, th I think it comes down, there's a lot of the work up front, of course, in terms of education around what it is and why we need to operationalize this, and then the change management in the organization around why and what's different about it. Yeah. Um, but if you think about when you start to begin to deconstruct these accounts, an account is the entity that actually makes a purchase, yeah. right? They're the ones that, it comes from, you know, uh, account XYZ, they're the ones that send the papers. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that within each of those account, accounts, there are um, buying centers that bring together a bunch of different people in mm -hmm. a group that are responsible for a buying decision that have a need and that have budget. And, and so when you start to operationalize the demand unit waterfall, we need to go beyond accounts and saying, okay, within each of these accounts, what are those buying centers? What are those buying units? And how many opportunities do we have that really comprise what we call demand units? So working with uh, uh, clients to really help begin to to essentially map their offerings against those uh, buying centers and come up with a total um, a total demand unit world or total demand unit universe, if you will. Got it. Now I know one of the things about the waterfall is that you iterate and reiterate. Um, 
Are you working on the, the next one yet, or is this this one in place for a little while? <laughs> no, this this one is definitely in place for uh, for a while. Mm -hmm. um, this is now we started with the original waterfall, then we had the re-architected uh, waterfall, and now this is our third their, you know, our third iteration of our demand waterfall family. And what else, the other thing I'd say about this, by the way, is that companies are utilizing all of them, or different mm -hmm. ones. It's not necessarily that you have to evolve to an account, uh, you know, sorry, to the demand unit waterfall, mm -hmm. per se. Um, but it's the general approach that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's the notion that we want to optimize our demand process, yeah. Uh, and I'd say it's evolved because we recognize there are different functions have significant roles, whether it's tele, sales, marketing. Um, and now, again, as I said before, through the advent of new, newer technologies, adding new stages on top. Um, but again, if I come back to my original starting point, right, this isn't a, hey, marketing does all these great things <laughs> and then passes it over and now it's up to you. The nice thing about the Domain Unit Waterfall is it really... It takes that notion and says, instead, we're running a three-legged race together, and here are the things that we're going to do throughout this. So you have more of that alignment. Okay, so a, a complex situation, but it's always useful in such situations to have some clarity, to have some light shone on it, and to work as a team. So, Matt, thanks for giving us that overview. A lot of great insights there. My pleasure. Thanks, Kim.